driven, ambitious, and love all things marketing. I'm Emma with 10 years of the marketing industry experience, two degrees, four awards, and a whole heap of learnings along the way. I'm here to be your marketing mentor and tell you everything I wish I'd have known to give you the skills and confidence to become a superstar marketing manager. And I'm here to be your biggest cheerleader. So pour yourself a cup of coffee and let's do this. Hello, welcome back to episode number two of season four, where we are carrying on talking about campaigns. And this episode is going to be a lot more about how I actually do the campaign. As we got out of the way in the last episode, what could quantify as a campaign? And I think that we can all agree, essentially anything that's on top of your everyday marketing, day in, day out, you can qualify as a campaign. So do not be afraid if people in your team or you're starting a new role and people are using the word campaign a lot, it basically just means they're doing something out of the ordinary. But having said that, I do love a campaign. And as I also mentioned, uh, it's my favorite type of marketing. I love it. They are definitely the, the peaks of my year. And so how do I approach them? Well, there are four main elements I'm gonna go through. And they're pretty similar to a marketing plan, but with some a few subtle shifts which I will go through. Before I take you through my approach, how long a campaign lasts. I would say usually my campaign sweet spot is about six weeks, but it can be shorter, it can be longer. It depends on a lot of variables, namely budget, but also what the subject is. For example, if your campaign is around one date in the year, it might be something that you are doing the entire year. So say you're selling a music festival, you might have a campaign running for literally six months to a year up leading up until that date. So it really just depends, but I would say on average, my campaigns last around six weeks. I also said in the last episode, how often do I do campaigns? I would say my ideal that I found is three a year. I used to do one a quarter and I just found having that extra one in the year really then meant something else suffered. So whether that was our always on marketing or whether the campaign, one of the campaigns just wasn't quite to the standard of the other campaigns. So I really like three and when that really depends on what industry you're in, it depends on your seasonality. If you're in retail, you're gonna have one in Q4. It's just a fact because you've got Christmas and you've got Black Friday. But if you are in something that is maybe B2B, you're probably not gonna do one in Q4, but maybe do one in Q1 instead. So it really just depends on the seasonality of the industry that you're in. But I would aim for three. And I'm a seasoned campaigner now, (laughs) campaign manager now. I would definitely say that if this is your first year looking at campaigns, just try for one. Give yourself so much grace to be able to plan it and make sure that it is everything that you want. Especially if you're in a big company and you have a board or senior stakeholders that you need to prove that campaigns work, then put all of your time and energy into one campaign to prove that they are really good for marketing. Okay, so now we've got that out of the way, let's go into the four different ways that I approach a campaign. And as I said, you will find similarities between this and the marketing plan episode where I take you through my 10 steps, but this has got some slight nuances which I will call out. So the very first core element is to plan. 
And in this plan, you've got your why. So there's a couple of things here. So what is your end goal? What are your KPIs? What are the key dates? If you're not boxed into a date, as in it's not an event or something that's happening on a national scale, or it's not something that people are physically going to, at this stage, literally stage one, create a date. Create a date into the future, which is realistic. So planning a campaign, I would do anything from three months out. I would say three months is, again, what I found is optimal of how much time I need to plan before a campaign goes live. But by all means, give yourself longer if you can. Without having that date, I really find that then you don't, you just feel the time. There's like a law. What's that law? This is times where I listen to other podcasts and they have producers and they're like, oh, producer, what is that thing that they can't think of? Gosh, I wish I had a producer that I can just ask that across the room to. Instead, it's just me and my dog. It's Parkinson's law. So Parkinson's law is basically saying that work expands to fill the time allocated for its completion. And so very simply, if you give yourself a week, you're going to do it in a week. If you give yourself a month, do you see what I'm saying? But if you give yourself the whole year to complete a campaign, then you're never going to do it because there's always going to be things that then you push to the top of your to-do list. So my biggest tip, and I definitely think one of the things that has attributed the most to my campaigns, success is that I have a date and I have been asked to do a campaign before, turn it around in two weeks, which was a campaign in central London, which was very stressful. So I do not recommend, but it is possible. But just have this date in mind when you are starting to plan because every other thing then slots into it. Then, as I said about your end goal, this is very similar now to your marketing plan. So what's your end objective? Is it a certain amount of sales? If so, how many? Is it leads? Again, if so, how many or for how much? Is it brand awareness, which is more difficult, but you can still put some attribution towards it. So for example, are you aiming for an increase in the amount of traffic to your site in a certain amount of time during and after the campaign? So once you've got those things down, they're like the two main things that you need, when and why, basically. Then you go into the second core element, which is probably the biggest area, which is prepare. So the first thing I do to start to prepare is I do these two things concurrently. Is that what I mean? Like at the same time, because they go hand in hand. So I plan my budget and I plan what channels I'm going to use. So they go hand in hand because if I have a million pounds, I can do a lot more above the line media spend because I've got the budget. If I have £20,000 for the whole campaign, I'm probably going to do 90% digital because it's going to make your money go further, depending, of course, on your target audience. But in general terms, that is kind of how I would do it. So I weight it depending on how much budget I have. Even if I had masses of masses of budget, I would also, I would still put the majority into digital just because you get such a better return on investment. But I would definitely have some more fun putting some spend maybe into radio or TV or billboards or something that's a little bit more flashy. So once I've planned out this, I'll do it in an Excel sheet and it can, it definitely will likely change, but I just need a starting point. So what's the budget going to be? What's the channel plan? And then once I've got that, I can then build that out into a bit of a timeline. So working back from that date that I've given myself as launch date, it's what channels are 
launching on that day. So usually most channels will launch on launch day. Sometimes I have some channels launching like the second or third weekend, depending if it's a really big campaign. And then I can work backwards from that and be like, okay, so when do I need final proof? When do I need to be negotiating with the media buying people? When do I need to have made sure that creative have been briefed? When do I need to make sure that people in the business have seen it and ticked it off? Basically everything that I'm about to mention after this step, I can work back at this point and already know what dates and what milestones I'm going to need to hit. So with that in mind, I create an absolute stellar project plan. And I basically have tried lots and lots of different project plans. I would say make sure your project plan has these three elements. So one, keep it simple. So I've tried a bunch of different ones before and I either like a simple Excel or I like Trello. And with that, whichever one you pick, make sure it works for you. I've tried like really complicated ones and then I find out that I spend more time in the project plan organizing and updating that than doing the actual planning. So it's like a fine line that you want to get to. The second thing is make sure that everybody has access to it at once and they like can use the updated version. You do not want to be sending back and forth updated version four, updated version five, because people need to be seeing it in real time, especially the week before launch. You're going to want people to be in there and seeing it as you are doing it. My third thing is I try and automate as much as I possibly can. So when I say that, there's like different rules in there if I'm using Excel. So if it's been done, it then like instantly goes green. Everybody's got a different color coordinated to their name. It does take, things like that do take a little bit more time to set up. But when you're in the midst of it, when you just need to get things done and the sheet kind of is helping you to do that it makes your time so much easier so within the project plan I usually have the milestones I do this per channel I allocate a person who's responsible so even if there's going to be multiple people working on a specific task I ensure that there's one person that is responsible at the end of the day so that's the person I'm coming to to ask on updates or where we are with things it could be myself I I generally try and shed the load as however big the team is I generally try and give that much responsibility to each person so that everybody has a similar amount of things that they are in, it responsible for. Campaigns is definitely a time where people sort of move out of their specific channels and I do find it's a really good time to give people more responsibility and people that want to sort of not just stay in their lanes but want to help more collectively. This is a really good time for professional development. As a little side note... So once the project plan is done, I then look at the creative, the copy, the theme. This is all tied hand in hand. So it's basically what's the campaign going to be about? We should have something that we're leading with, especially off the KPIs, the end goal. What are we trying to achieve? And so the best thing that to do with this is get everybody in a room from all over the marketing department, even if they're not necessarily going to be the ones that are in the creative team, just having like an all staff meeting with everybody just piling in and giving ideas is really the most effective way that I've found to get kind of the one, the idea. 
Also encourage your team to go out and to get inspiration however they like to get inspiration. The worst thing to do at this stage is make everybody sit in front of their laptops and try and think of a really good idea because that's really not how good ideas are permeated. Hopefully you have a bit of a tangible theme before you get to this stage because you don't want to go this far and be like oh my gosh we literally have nothing. So definitely make sure that you spend enough time in this place that you are all happy with the direction that it's going to go in. So that we're still in the preparation phase. So the next one is continuous meetings for milestone check-ins. So I would do these weekly and then leading up to the campaign, maybe two weeks out, I would have them more regularly. And then a week leading up, I'd probably do daily stand-ups, just 20 minutes, just to sort of iron out anything that needs to be done. And if there's anything that is really holding up, then we can push it through. I just find that these quick check-ins really just help with those things that somebody in your team might be really struggling to get that approved or whatever it is or get it over the line. And it could be really detrimental to launch date if you don't get these things ironed out. The next one is when you're in this prepare stage, make sure you've given yourself enough time to test. Test, 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 test. Test your concepts. So there's a couple of different ways that you can do this. There's three different ways that I predominantly use to test. Firstly is I literally ask people, I ask stakeholders, ideally if there is people that you know that are that target audience, I would also ask them as well. I would ask them something specific. So if it is something that is a new product or a new launch, do they understand? Like, what are you trying to get across? I think sometimes that you get wrapped up in your own creative and your own campaign that you think it's really obvious. It might not be obvious at all. And so you want to do these tests pretty much the first iteration of creative that comes out because that's going to be where you're going to figure out pretty quickly if people are understanding Once you've done a bit of like just a quick sense check that way, just asking people if they understand, I would then go back into iteration, get the creative a bit more developed, and then I would do two different ways again to test. So the one that is a bit more sophisticated is using your paid media, so using your Facebook or your Instagram to a very small select sort of group of people, but seeing if they react to it, what their opinions are, what's getting more engagement, are people clicking through, are people commenting, etc. This is obviously not as foolproof of asking people because you don't necessarily get why they're doing said action or if they do prefer it. But it is a good way just to see if it resonates. And the better thing about this is it's a bigger pool of your target audience. The third way, which is my favorite, but it is a bit difficult, is testing your concepts by like a survey style. So there are lots of different companies out there which you can pay literally a couple of hundred pounds and you can say this is my target audience can you test whatever it is that you want to test similar to a company called a test I've done this through them before I've done it through a couple of other survey platforms as well I do find this really helpful but it does cost money but if you are going to be putting a lot of money into a campaign it's definitely worth the money to do it I have a bit of a tip before I go into the final one two more things so my biggest tip here and this is something that I need to continually tell myself is I am a people pleaser to my core I'm an empath that's why I love emotive marketing and so I really love to please people but you can't be a people pleaser when you are reviewing campaigns 
because you need to be honest. You need to ensure that the best of the best is going to be put out there. And so if there is something that is fundamentally not working, whether it is the creative, whether it's the copy, whether it is a paid ad funnel that someone's shown you for approval, this is the time where you need to make sure that you are making those decisions. This is the reason why you're head of marketing or why you're head of campaigns or why you're marketing manager or whatever your title is. If you are overseeing this campaign, you need to ensure that you are putting your best foot forward. Now, you can do this in a way that is measured and it is obviously a reason why you're saying it. And this is a reason why testing is so crucial because then it doesn't just come down to your opinion or somebody else's opinion. If there is a disagreement or if you're not sure which one's gonna work or if fundamentally they both look great, whatever the the roots are, test it. In some way, test it so that then you can move forward. But I find it really difficult because I wanna say everything is great and sometimes I'm like, we might need to test this and see if we could actually put that out if there's a different way to say that line of copy you'll be pleased to know that was the biggest chunk. So the third one is execution. So this is literally putting the campaign live. And I would definitely go back and listen to episode 41, which is the week before a launch, how to be the glue that holds the team together. So go back and listen to this one because that leads you right up to the go live of a campaign. But definitely you need to be the most organized here. You need to know when every single channel is going live, who is doing every single channel, have the tests been done, is everything working on the website that should be working, are there codes set up if there's codes, if it's a product-based launch, is the website working, are the bundles working, you know, everything and anything that you can think of, you need to know either who is doing it or are you doing it so that everybody is working to that time. In terms of when actually to go live with a campaign, I like to go live with a campaign in the morning on a Tuesday or a Thursday, but generally a Tuesday is my sweet spot. I like to go live around 10 or 11 to give the team time to make sure that everything is live and working and just not having that Monday grogginess, I feel just sometimes really, it's just a human thing, but in my experience, I've just found that just giving people that extra day to get back into the workflow, to understand where they are with everything, then bringing, hitting that Tuesday with everything ready to go, get everything live in the morning, try not to give them a 9am campaign launch start if you don't have to. I've done campaign launches before at like 7am and I'm like, literally, why are we doing this? The only times when I've not controlled a campaign launch is if it's like universal. So if you're a part of a organisation that's an international organisation and everybody's going live at X time and X day and you have to do a launch in the middle of the night. That has happened to me before. So if I control the campaign launch dates, that's generally what I do. I do like a Tuesday morning. So if you ever see any campaigns I do, that is why I do them because I also think your team needs to be really on it when you do a launch. And so making the time and day optimal for them as well as your audience, of course, going hand in hand with that. But you might not have something that's such a clear cut thing that you needed to launch for. And so that's when I found really works well. I also find from an audience point of view, getting that Tuesday, you get kind of their Monday out of the way as well. If if you're targeting B2B, they're going to have their inboxes to look at and they're getting back into the swing of things. So a Monday launch would definitely be discouraged if you were asking me. 
but then it depends what you're launching because if you're launching something that's a bit more fun, you might want to do it on a Thursday or a Friday more close to the weekend if you want people to be in more of a relaxed mood. And then finally, I need to go back and listen to my episode 41 to know if I cover this, but the final core element is analyze. So I analyze right after everything's gone live, basically an hour after, but this is more just to check that everything's working or the link's working, how it's meant to be. Are people accessing where they want to access? So I'm in Google Analytics, checking and seeing what the activity is going on. I then do... It generally, I would like to do a 24 hour and 48 hour analysis, depending on how many channels you've got live, you might not need to do the 24 hours, you might just be happy with the 48 hours. But that's just getting initial numbers, any comments that people are, are posting online about it, any reactions, anything that needs to be captured. So like if people are commenting and tagging you on social on their stories, make sure that's all captured. Just basically getting everything that happened in that first 48 hours. I like to do stats. So how many people on the website, how many people clicked through, how much engagement did we get on Instagram? I'm trying to keep this as like broad as possible. It's quite difficult, but basically just getting those key digital metrics to show the increase that happened within our first 48 hours. But then you need to remember to go back. And so I usually go back about two weeks into the campaign and then a month, and then six weeks, depending on when my campaign's gonna be over, and just so that we get key metrics, so that we can see what worked and what didn't work, and then we will be taking that, not only reporting it to senior stakeholders, but also just internally as a marketing team. It's really important that when you do a campaign, you look at what worked and what didn't work, very similar to how you would to a marketing activity, just in general and so that you can then improve for the next campaign that you do. There you have it, they're the four core elements and they are very similar to a marketing plan. I would say that the core difference with a campaign is you have to be so organized, more organized than you just a general marketing plan. And that's because generally on the date that your campaign loads goes live, you're gonna have eight to 10 marketing channels going live all with the same copy, all with the same creative, all doing the same thing. And so you need to make sure that you have been organized enough that every single thing is gonna happen on that day. You do not wanna do, okay, it's campaign launch day, oh, but only four channels are ready, the others aren't, because you're really gonna miss that like popcorn effect is what I call it, like a popcorn, like ping, 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 like everything going off at once. That's definitely a terrible description, but it's basically, imagine popcorn in the microwave, that's what I mean, everything going at once, so it's like everything is is firing, but definitely go back and listen to that episode 41, I probably should have listened to that before I recorded this one, but I didn't. <laughs> you live and you learn, but I hope this helped. Do not be afraid of the word campaigns. Everybody can create campaigns. And as I said, they're not only my highlights of my marketing career, but they're probably my most proud moments as well. Because what I really love about campaigns is that the whole marketing team comes together. And a lot of times, actually, it's the whole business. If it's something that is like fundamental in your business's calendar, everybody is looking and working towards those dates. And so it can be a really nice sort of internal moment where everybody is pulling together in the same direction where you might have ops and marketing and sales and finance and legal and any other department that you might have all working towards this date and looking at the hopeful success of the campaign as well. My final thing to leave you with is 
do not forget to internally communicate. So throughout this whole process, I will be updating whoever I need to update internally what's going on, what's the creative looking like. You'll know in your business which senior stakeholders need to sign off at what level. And so really have that in your mind. You do not want to create 50 different pieces of creative with the theme of your campaign on and then take it to the CEO and the CEO doesn't like it or the CMO or whoever it is that is going to be the ultimate sign off. Make sure they've seen it. Make sure you've got their input early on in the process and then make sure that you update them. I used to find that I used to send one email every Friday about a month out from our campaigns with just an update of everything that was going on and that went to all of the C-suite in the business which was then just them if they had any questions they could then come back to me but it really just sort of alleviated that like niggling feeling in the back of my head which was like is this what they want is this going to be received well and just having that open communication kind of stops any of those horror stories where you hear marketers creating full campaigns and then the board actually hates it and you have to start again and you've got about three days to do it because it does happen so make sure you've got that open communication so there you have it all on how to go about creating planning preparing and executing your next campaign. Good luck. Let me know how they go. Either message me on LinkedIn or on Instagram at Marketing Nuggets. I would love to hear from you and look at all of the campaigns that you are creating. Thank you so much for listening to my Marketing Nuggets podcast. I've been your host, Emma, and I will catch you next time. Bye for now.